Human Trafficking True Crime covers the exploitation of men, women, and children across the world. Subject matter may not always be suitable for children or those dealing with mental health issues. Listener discretion is advised. If you or someone you know has been trafficked, please contact the Human Trafficking Hotline by texting HELP, H-E-L-P, to 233-733. Imagine that for the past four months, you have been sex trafficked. Forced to provide your pimp a set daily amount of earnings received from being forced to provide your body as a tool for another person's sexual gratification. Imagine you have no phone, no car, and no way of communicating with the outside world. No money in your possession because your pimp controls it and everything you have. Imagine one day you reach a breaking point no longer wanting to exploit yourself, but your pimp beats you back into submission. You attempt to escape again, only to be dragged back into the lifestyle. Now, imagine you finally break free and land in the car of a good Samaritan, but you end up in a gunfight with your pimp who's following close behind. This is the story of an ongoing case of a survivor who made a fierce and determined escape from her trafficker this past month and will hopefully be the driving force to put this man behind bars for life. Tonight, we give the silent victims from Seattle the last word. Hello, welcome back everyone to another episode of Human Trafficking True Crime. I'm Shannon. Hi, I'm Megan. And we are here to tell you all the stories, all the yes. crazy stories of things that are true crime and human trafficking related. Mm-hmm. And this is a good one too. We stumbled upon this one. Uh, actually, we stumbled upon this from a listener. Okay. Who actually lives in Seattle and this person sent this story to us and asked if we had heard it uh, to which I said no and then I've seen a few other articles that have come up from the original one I saw and I figured you know what why not the truth is stranger than fiction and this story is freaking crazy yes like beyond <laughs> nuts and the fact that I've only been able to find a majority of the information coming from local news sources kind of bizarre, bizarre to me because it's such a wild story. Wow, so they're keeping it close to the vest. I don't know. I mean, I would just think because this story is so wild that maybe it would have made mainstream media, but I don't know. I don't get to pick those stories. So before we get into the case, though, we are still running the 30% off promo HTTC 2023. This will be the last week. So by the time the next episode comes out, this promo will be going away and will no longer be around. So get your 30% off storewide HTTC 2023 at lastwordbysl.com. So Yes. And don't forget, if you're listening on whatever platform, please be sure to rate and review. We do read the comments, so please be nice. Positive. Give us positive reviews. Positive feedback, criticism. 
Yes. If you don't got something nice to say, don't say anything at all. As my grandmother always says. Yes. My mom always told me my mouth would get me in trouble. So (laughs) it's partly true, but also, you know what? I'm at the point in my life where if my mouth is going to get me in trouble, it better be for a damn good cause. So, Mm. Preach. Exactly. Period. I uh, approve this message. Oh my gosh. So tonight's case, you guys, is seriously, I know we've already said it, it's freaking wild. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to like, I don't want to get into covering a bunch of cases while we're still in the middle of them. I know we did with Kaylee Jones, she's a missing person. And I know this one we are, but mostly because it's such a wild story. I'd like to... If we cover cases where there is a trial, I'd like to have the outcome. Yeah, we'll, we'll have we an cover update. It. So we will yeah. definitely have to do an update. But tonight's, tonight's case starts on November 2nd of this year, 2022, in Seattle, Washington. So a woman who's only being identified as H.A., along with another woman who's being identified as S.T., express to their pimp that they are no longer wanting to be prostitutes. They don't want to work for this man who goes by the street name. You <laughs> can't make this up. Dice Capone. Oh my God. <laughs> Dice Capone was actually born Winston Burt. <laughs> Why do they always have the worst names? I wonder the same The worst names. Oh my gosh, I know, I know. They do. And who, how do you come up with Dice Capone? I just, because you know there's a story there. For sure. You know there's a story. He's such a loser. So Dice Capone's born Winston Burt, which sounds like a dog's name. (laughs) Sounds like a middle-aged man living in the suburbs. (laughs) (laughs) So he's unhappy by the fact that these two victims that he's trafficking no longer want to participate in his little operation. He starts physically abusing H.T. by Mm. pistol whipping her. And he beats her so hard that her lip is busted and partially hanging off her mouth. Jesus. Yeah. He also goes on to beat the other woman, ST. And he beats her so badly that her eyes end up being swollen shut from this. And he actually, typical trafficker move encourages and forces the other women that he is violating to partake in the beating as no. well by kicking. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. He and gets them to kick and hit these other women that are basically just saying straight up, we don't want to be a yeah, pawn. Just in trying your- to bow out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be a pawn in your game anymore. And I'm trying to, chuck the deuces and live my life in a different way and he if only yeah. were that easy i know it's so sad what is it seven times someone in a mm-hmm. and in a relationship an abusive relationship tries to leave so it's super super sad but these other women start beating the two as well and ha is only 20 years old at this point and she's spent the last four months 
So July, August, September, October, and the very first part of November being trafficked by Bert in California, Arizona, Las Vegas, and then subsequently Seattle. Hmm. We know from reports that H.A. and ST and that at least three other women were living with Bert in a $1.4 million six-bedroom home in Seward Park, South Seattle, which he rented this home. But this is an extremely affluent area. What? Um, how? Well, how? Just, oh, God. How is because he forced these women to give up all their money to him. And we I'll get into that here literally in just a second. But yeah, this is a, I just want to point out that this 1. is a pretty 4. affluent area. Okay. This isn't your run of the mill trailer park. And I'm not laughing at people that live in trailer parks. Like I used to live in one, yeah. so it's fine. Okay. This but, isn't where you would normally see this kind of behavior happening. I take it back. I didn't live in a trailer park, live in a trailer <laughs> home. <laughs> That's <laughs> Anyways, oh um, so yeah, this is a pretty serious neighborhood. This isn't your just drive by. It, I mean, four point four million dollar yeah. home. Wow, it's so a, it's really is suburbia. <laughs> HA has no resources, right? She has no way to escape, um, and I mean, she has no phone, right? She doesn't mm -hmm. have a car. She has to give her money every day, along with the other women that Bert is exploiting their earnings. So they are expected to earn $2,000 a piece daily. Jesus. For Bert, and they have to give him that money. What happens if they don't earn that money or they don't, if they come up short, it doesn't go into detail. But when this goes to trial, I'm sure we'll probably find sure, a whole yeah. lot out. But I would imagine if he's willing to beat them when they say no, if they don't hit their quota, then it's, you know, I would have to say we that he is in control of the entire situation. He does control their money. He does control their phones. They don't have phones. He controls their food, their clothes. He provides the drugs. <clears throat> Excuse me. So he's totally creating a dependency and isolation. Right. It's true manipulation tactic. It is, and it's a it's trafficking dependency completely, mm -hmm. these victims. So after the November 2nd beating of H-A-N-S-T, things kind of just only escalate the following days. And by November 5th, Bert attacks H-A again, picking her up, slamming her down, when she's attempting to run out of this million dollar home. She's trying to get out the my front door. God. This is where this story gets wild, in my opinion. <laughs> well, I mean, I take that back. It gets this is where it, it starts to ramp up. Yeah. And it just only continues to ramp up after this. So she it does not go into detail what happened. I would imagine that because we know what happens later on, she's probably trying to say she doesn't want to go out 
and work that night and they get into a confrontation. He picks her up, slams her down as she's trying to run out the front door. She manages to run upstairs to the third floor window. She's half naked while all of this is going on. She jumps out the window, makes her way to the street to where she's able to flag down a car that has two women in it. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's wild. In a nice neighborhood. Uh, that we need to mention again. <laughs> you'd think at this point in the story, all right, she runs outside. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't a movie. Right. She gets someone to stop and all is well. But unfortunately, that is not what happens while H.A. is outside, the other women that Bert is trafficking are, you know, immediately outside. Oh, my God. Presumably at the request of Bert <sighs> yeah. telling them to get their asses outside and defuse this situation, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. They intervene in this conversation telling the ladies in the car that H.A. is having a mental health episode and that she is off her medications. Jesus. To which they're going to take her to the hospital. And the ladies drive off. What? I know. I have a couple things I want to say any, about like, this. Follow like no. Who's taking her? Why don't we just call 911? I just what? <laughs> I literally thought the same thing. I have so many questions about this incident in general one she manages to get outside what exactly she said to the women i'm not sure that hasn't been released but whatever it was it was long enough for the other women to now be outside to have a conversation where she's off her medication you're okay you're dealing with a half-naked woman who just ran out in the street yeah. and is saying she needs help. And you're saying she's off her medications. And I understand we live in a world where we need to be mental health aware and alert and respectful. How you don't question what you're being told in this situation, yeah. regardless of where you live, is beyond me. But because you are in an affluent neighborhood, I'm pretty sure this shit doesn't, doesn't happen, happen. <laughs> often no. and so the fact that there was no i would have called the cops i absolutely would have been like I, okay well she may be off her her medication and having an episode and that's totally fine but i am going to call for reinforcements and we are going to get a third party out here to assess the situation because this is out of my pay grade yeah exactly <laughs> i think that yeah i would have done the same as well more than likely just wild to me like i don't understand how these ladies didn't and i don't want to bash on them too much because maybe they're now looking back at the situation saying oh my gosh like but then also you know those girls that ran out of the house probably had enough time to talk to bert and come up with this story that was convincing enough to convince other people that this girl needed to, H.A. needed to go back with them. It's probably a story they already had concocted. Mm -hmm. He probably already had a feeling that she was going to attempt something like this. Yeah. Because she already 
said, right, with ST previously several days before that, that she wanted to stop. So I think you're right. He probably came up with some cockamaning story of what to yeah. tell people, which is unfortunate and probably something that a lot of traffickers do. And think about that for a second. In today's society, how mental health aware we are trying to become and have our society be more understanding of that how quickly and easily it was to use that as a guise and a ruse to convince someone yeah nothing's going on here everything's fine just turn away you can you don't have to worry we appreciate you stopping have a good night yeah Thanks for the cookies last summer, Carol. They were great. You know what I mean? Yeah. They live in a freaking, like, <laughs> oh, Stepford no. home. I didn't even think about that these ladies may have already known the house. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I have no idea if they had relationships with their neighbors. I'm curious if they attended, you know. Yeah, me too. A little bit. Attended these, Block you know, parties. Fourth of July block parties. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It would be interesting to know. Dice Compone rolling up with his ladies. <laughs> I mean, just imagine him in like a chopped up El Camino <laughs> oh with some like spinners. It's like boom, boom, with some boom, loafers boom, going boom. on. <laughs> some suede loafers. <laughs> Why do I feel like he wears suede loafers? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh, it's uh, okay. We can be mean. <laughs> so these ladies take aj and put her in bert's mercedes to which bert drives all of them to the emerald motel which is on aurora avenue in seattle and it's an area that is known for heavy prostitution i did look it up uh after this case reading it when it provided the name of the motel because i was curious um how close this was in proximity to the motel that danica childs went missing from Mm -hmm. and it's about 30 minutes not in the same area okay uh but it's not far either just lots of crappy motels in seattle Now, I am not entirely sure what time of day this entire situation started, but what I do know is that around 9 p.m. on November 5th, 2022, H.A., who's in the car with Bert, Mm -hmm. manages to escape, runs across six lanes of freaking traffic, trying to wave someone down for help and no one stops nobody stops so she just sits right there in the in In the the middle of the road that's what the article said she just sat there in six lanes of traffic because she right now the seattle uh article i read in the seattle times that is talking about this case gave a quote from the senior deputy uh king county prosecutor benjamin i don't even know how you say his last name um g-a-u-e-n i'm just gonna spell it out but so the senior deputy uh king county prosecutor benjamin in this article says quote ha felt safer in the middle of a busy highway practically naked at night than being in within arm's reach of the defendant. 
surveillance video from nearby businesses have corroborated H.A.'s account of what happened. End quote. Wow. Yeah, so... I can't even imagine what goes through your head. I'd rather sit and get hit by a car than be anywhere near your ass. Because you know you're going to get hurt anyways. So at least control... In my head, that's how I would be. At least control how this situation... Yeah. If I'm going to go down, I'm going down. If I can control it, I'm going down my way. My way, yeah. And I'm not going down at the hands of you. I'd rather, like you said, That's get true. run over by a car and take my chances that way. Yeah. Oh. Poor AJ. Oh my God. That's super devastating. Last word is your go-to brand for all things anti-trafficking. Currently offering a line of clothing inspired by survivors of human tra- trafficking, Last Word is expanding to offer a new line of recycled, repurposed, and reloved fashion trends. According to the International Labor Organization, over 260 million children are forced into employment around the world, making textiles and garments for the demands of consumers in Europe, Asia, and the United States. Those latest fashion trends we all see our Instagram influencers showcasing will most often come at the price of a child being forced into human trafficking. Last Word aims to reduce the exposure of minors who are trafficked in this industry by offering a line of recycled, repurposed, and reloved fashion trends that never will go out of style. We all know fashion circles back We all know fashion circles back around every 20 years or so, which is why we take those items and give them just enough TLC for someone to feel confident, amazing, and inspired when wearing. All those old, outdated, and unwanted items are repurposed and created into a divine collection of apparel. That doesn't continue to add to the production of children being forced into labor trafficking. Follow Last Word on Instagram at lastword underscore by SL and visit us online at lastwordbysl.com to get your latest fashion trends everyone will be sure to ask about. After an an unknown amount of time that H.A. is sitting in six lanes of traffic, a rideshare driver finally stops. This good Samaritan's like, what is going on? Tells H.A. to get in the van, which sounds so creepy. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm just like, this is not a great area, and someone's asking you to get in their van. Right trauma in my head i'm over here thinking great is his name stan is he like check out my van but he ends up being a good guy well i say guy i'm not entirely sure if it's a male or female i'm choosing to think it's a male but this good samaritan stops and picks up ha to which they start driving yeah except remember how i said yeah Truth is stranger than fiction. She gets in the car. They start driving off and Bert follows them and starts popping off rounds Jesus. and shooting at them. But the, the rideshare driver is not having this shit. And he starts popping off rounds back at, him, oh, at the wow. pimp. Yeah. yeah. It, it, in the middle of this busy road. He basically <laughs> looked at Dice Capone and was... Not today. Yeah. Straight up, like... No, no, I don't even know who Dice Capone's like biggest rival is, but (laughs) that's who this rideshare driver was in this story. 
He just starts popping off rounds, gets to the highway, pulls into a gas station where two cops, just two five oh, just happen to be parked and chilling. I don't. Yeah. Wow. How lucky. I'm not entirely sure if he was able to call them and they met him there and they Mm. were already waiting or if they just happened to be at the gas station. Either way, pulls into this gas station. Cops are there. They take. I'm sure everybody was in handcuffs. Uh, that I don't know if the rideshare driver was arrested. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know either. I'm just like, I'm sure cops see this happening. Maybe. Well, what I think is when the rideshare driver probably pulls up, let's say they never, they just drive and they see two cops sitting at mm-hmm. the gas station. They pull in their car is, you know, you got a half naked woman. Yeah. Probably hysterical. I'm sure could potentially be dr- on drugs or coming off of, a, you know, any right. type of an episode of, uh, you know, narcotics or drugs or what, alcohol, whatever. Cars full of bullet, bullet holes, holes, which, <laughs> you know, God. fool's going to have to file an insurance claim, I'm sure, against his own policy because I, I don't understand. I doubt why. Dice Capone had some <laughs> Why either of them decided that that was the way to go. As far as like shooting back, yeah. Well, like both. Well, if both you're things, gonna start popping off at, well, I don't well, know. Like, why would you? Why would you start that? Because that just draws attention to the situation. It does. I'm just playing devil's advocate here, but like, what? Obviously, Dice Capone is not the sharpest crayon in the toolbox. Yeah, he's not. I mean, at all. Uh, why he? I I have no idea why he thought driving by and popping off rounds yeah. was a great idea maybe the only thing i can logically think of is he wanted to get her back right. because to prevent the situation that he's in now where he's yeah. in jail <laughs> no one was hurt in this shootout the like i said the rideshare driver is probably gonna have to file an insurance claim because there were bullet holes riddled mm-hmm. within the car and it's not funny at all that ha had to be taken to the hospital with some serious injuries things like black eyes several broken ribs a broken leg a broken leg a broken leg so she ran through traffic on a broken leg yeah presumably yeah oh my god yeah strong woman for sure. Broken leg and spinal injuries as well. And what they don't list here that I want our listeners to realize that I understand I am not a doctor, but I can tell you that she most likely is going to have extreme anxiety, PTSD, yes. depression, insomnia. She's probably going to battle with substance abuse or mm-hmm. addiction issues if she hasn't already Everything she's already been through is so traumatic, but she has a long road to recover and get where mm-hmm. her head is in a solid mental wow. mental state. So hopefully Seattle and the state of Washington is able to help provide some of that. Hopefully they have some good hopefully organizations they... that will step in and get her the help that she needs. Yeah, so it's at the hospital. H.A. tells the police and investigators what's been going on between her and what Bert has been doing. 
to them for the past several months. And he's arrested leaving his rental home in the Mercedes with the other three women. Whoa, so he was trying to run, I bet. Uh-huh. Here's the catcher of this story. And I want to know why. The women were also arrested originally with Bert. Really? They weren't booked and they weren't charged or at the time of this recording there have been no charges filed against them and that a detective valerie carson the spokesperson for the seattle police department said in court papers that they are being referred to as victims but i wonder why in that situation when they arrested him they were also arrested uh maybe as a safety precaution probably the only thing i can think of but yeah the good thing is they weren't charged they weren't booked into jail and they are being referred to as victims so winston burt 30 years old aka dice capone appeared yeah when he goes up to court and the magistrate yo my name's dice capone (laughs) okay burt (laughs) burt i'm gonna need you to sit down please thank you you ain't no dice. I would love Excuse to me. have Dice Capone on Judge Judy. <laughs> <laughs> Judge Judy would eat him for breakfast. I know. I know. Anyway, so he appears in a King County Superior Court on Thursday, November 17th, and he pleads not guilty to assault. Kidnapping, promoting prostitution, human trafficking, and drive-by shooting charges. Oh, so he just... No, I'm not guilty. I didn't do none of that. Right. Who did it? Who did it? Bert? Did Bert do it? He is Bert. (laughs) I know. That's what I'm saying. Double personality. Oh my gosh, he probably has split personality. Split ego dice. Don't worry about it. Oh my gosh. Let's hope he does not use that as like a mental health... I hope he can, yeah, think about that. What if he was able to use, like, a mental health, not mental I health, hope excuse not. me. I sure um, not. Insanity plea because he can say Dice Capone was his, like, alter. I hope not. No, no, no. Mm. So he pleads guilty in court on November 17th. Not guilty. He is pleading not guilty okay. to assault, kidnapping, promoting prostitution, human trafficking, and drive-by shooting charges. Like I stated earlier, I would like to know if the rideshare driver also was charged with shooting, a drive-by shooting. I hope he yeah. was not, but I would, I would truth assume. is stranger than fiction. And at this point, I just wonder if the poor guy got slapped with that I know. as well. He's like, man, I was just doing something good. And then you get hit with that. I don't know. Mm. What do they say? No good D goes unpunished. Ouch. I mean, it's. Yeah. I didn't, don't shoot the messenger. (laughs) I don't, I didn't make it up. He is ordered to remain, Bert is ordered to remain held on a $750,000 bail, which I think is a pretty steep, nice. Yeah. What was Gandhi's? Wasn't it only, oh no, he wasn't allowed bail because he was considered a flight risk. Well, still, $750,000 is a lot of money, but don't you only have to come up with 10% of that? 
I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure about that. Well, I don't know the rules in Seattle, but like I said, $750,000 bail to, as of today, he is still sitting in jail. Good. The U.S. Attorney's Office in Seattle is reviewing this case for potential federal charges against him, which I would argue they would definitely have, whether or not they can prove it. It would be a different... um, you know, statement to make, but he did cross state lines mm-hmm. knowingly to promote and traffic these women, promote sexual exploitation of these women using force, fraud, and coercion. So, right. yeah, I don't think I, that that would be hard for them to prove. I, you would think we know that he did that, but it, all we have is her word against his, unless they have actual proof to prove it in a court of law. So, right, that's what I'm saying. Like. If they Hopefully, took his phone, fingers crossed, they dotted their I's and crossed their T's when they went to arrest him. Yes. 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 And good job saying that correctly. I've listened to one of our <laughs> old podcasts and you said that and the joke totally went over my head. <laughs> and when I went back to listen to the podcast once it aired and you said it, I was laughing so hard. I'm like, how did I miss that the first <laughs> Sorry. So, but yes, I hope that they didn't screw anything up when they arrested this horrible specimen of a creature. Bert's attorney, whose name is Court Will, declined to comment on the case. Probably because he knows his client's a freaking big old pile of... Court will. Shit. <laughs> court. You got court. I'm sorry. What a um, perfect name for in a, a lawyer. I don't know. This is, I can't make this up. The court will... Yes. Prove your client guilty. Court will. Well, <laughs> oh God, we gotta stop that line. We can keep going on that for a while. Well, court, <laughs> I can't. I'm just gonna be here all night. Okay, so he doesn't say anything. Police and prosecutors are saying Bert brought three women to Seattle about a month before this entire ordeal with HA took place. After trafficking them in California, Arizona, and Las Vegas. They were also saying that he recruited additional women to quote-unquote work for him after Mm. they arrived in Seattle. They also went on to say that at least two of these victims have Bert's street name tattooed on their faces. (gasps) On their faces? Dice Capone. Jesus. Jesus. Dice Capone right next to Post Malone. (laughs) (laughs) No offense, I do love Post Malone, but first person to face tattoo to come to mind. Seriously. On their faces. Nothing says I own you like doing that shit. I know. Right? What a scumbag. Well, that is a technique they Mm -hmm. use. Branding of sorts. And that is... I've read some other horrific things Mm. that uh, traffickers will do to their victims. And I'd take Dice Capone tattooed on my face over some of the other things I've read. It's horrible. But Mm. either way, yeah, 
you're rolling around with Dice Capone on your... I don't have any tattoos, so I don't know. But when you get them removed, does it actually, like, go away? Um, yes, but it takes a minute. You have to... It's a lot of money and a lot of time. Right. And it's and the, painful. The ink is then gone, but is there still going to be, like, a scarring of You get, like, a weird... Before? It's like a weird scarring. I've watched a couple videos on it because I'm just fascinated with tattoos, but... Hmm. Yeah, it, it leaves a, kind of like a outline of it. Almost looks like you took a lighter to your skin and oh, like yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Well, hopefully these women, if they would like to get them removed, would be able to do that. I I mean, we both personally know a tattoo artist locally here that has said that he would work for yeah recovering tattoos of situations like this so there are good people out there that would do that but yeah dice capone i think it's like on one eyebrow dice and then capone on the other i don't or to know like, or maybe like on the jaw yeah i'd be curious to or see under some, the eye. some photos well that i don't have but i'm sure they'll come out I've well, I've seen a few of Dice Capone from mm-hmm. from the arraignment and all of that. The women, though, I did not see a photo of. But what did come out from that arraignment that is additionally tragic in this story and super sad is that three of those victims showed up at court. The three that were arrested with Bert showed up attending the arraignment on. Thursday, November 17th, 2022. And according to the Associated Press, the ladies told Bert's attorney, Court Will, that they were there to support Dice Capone. Oh my God, no. They objected to the no contact order that Judge Karen Donahue put forth, which prohibits Bert from being in touch with any of those ladies. Wow. That just makes me curious how long they've been with him. Yes, it does. However, you can't judge someone's dependency and yeah. Stockholm syndrome, like that mm-hmm. behavior off of a set set amount of time either. Yeah, right. Depending true. on what they're, circumstance was before are they heavily addicted to drugs if they're living in a 1.4 million dollar home i'm sure he's got money i'm sure he's got assets and furthermore i'm sure that this dude has a network of friends that are probably keeping tabs on these girls and probably told them you better be at that arraignment so he can see you yeah i wouldn't be surprised I i think that my god I would not be. So, yeah, these three women end up at court. We don't really know why. They declined to speak to the press. Mm. Another person that was at the arraignment on that Thursday in November was Bert's own mother, Nicole Jones. Now... She's also attending in support of her dear old Dice Capone. And she makes a statement after the hearing where she complains of the portrayal that her son is getting from the news reports. 
stating, and I quote, you guys are painting a picture of my son being a monster. But actually, if you read the Bible, Proverbs chapter 7, verses 1 through 27, that's what this case is about, end quote. Nicole Jones did not comment further. I'm reading this. They give a brief little rundown in the article of what the Proverbs thing is. But I mean, that's a lot. Chapter 7, verse 1 through 27. Mm -hmm. So real quick, we're just going to read this real quick because I was dying. It's a warning against the adulterous woman. It says, chapter 7, Proverbs, verse 1. My son, keep my words and store up my commands within you. Keep my commands and you will live. Guard my teachings as the apple of your eye. Bind them on your fingers. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Say to wisdom, (laughs) you are my sister. And to insight, you are my relative. They will keep you from the adulterous woman and from the wayward woman with her seductive words. Oh at, my God. At the, at the window of my house, I looked down through the lattice. I saw among the simple, I noticed among the young men, a young, a youth who had no sense. He was going down the street near her corner, walking alone in the direction of her house at twilight as the day was fading. As the dark of night set in. (laughs) It gets better. We're almost done. Then out came a woman to meet him, dressed as a prostitute and with crafty intent. She is unruly and defiant. Her feet never stay at home. Now in the streets, now in the squares, at every corner she lurks. She took hold of him and kissed him and with the brazen face said, today I filled, fulfilled my vows and I have food from my fellowship offering at home. I, so I came out to meet you. I looked for you and found you. I have covered my bed with colored linens from Egypt. I have perfumed my bed with mirror alloys, aloe, aloe, my gosh, and cinnamon. Come, let's drink deeply of love till morning. Let's enjoy ourselves with love. My husband is not home. He has gone on a long journey. (laughs) What? It just goes on and on. I'm not going to keep reading it. And I'm not trying to laugh at the Bible. I am definitely, I believe in a higher power. I choose to call God. I just, however, have to laugh that his mother uses this as an excuse for why your son decides to chase a woman he beat who's half naked, popping off rounds to an Uber driver. It's her fault it's right. her fault of course yeah she's a trifling trifling yeah. hoe yeah wow. she's a trollop that's i mean what, that's she's basically calling the victim a trollop she is basically no she isn't basically she and is she's using victim the blaming the victim and she is using the bible you're right to make this all why my son is holier than thou well no i'm sorry you can take that and shove it up your reary ass because no my god that takes that that took interpretation of the bible in your own words very literally yeah i mean that okay fine you want to use that verse however that verse is talking about a woman who is married and she's trolloping around and that is not what this ha and other victims of your retarded son bad choice of words i understand but loser son no 
That's right. not justifying. No. You raised a piece of shit. And now you are a reflection of your son is a reflection of how you raised him. Yeah. And I understand he also is a grown ass man who makes his own decisions. So either way, that's all I got to say. That case is ongoing. That's where we're at right now. So I don't have a trial date. I could not find one. If anyone, do you have any other comments you want to make on this case? Good old Dice Capone coming in hard, gangsta rolling, <laughs> popping off you rounds know, out of Rural Bert, Avenue. Bert, I'm <laughs> really <laughs> glad you're behind bars. <laughs> just, I'm so happy you're there. Sometimes I just wish I could like spend five minutes in in an area that's you know full of people with some of these idiots. Just, just running around. I feel like I just want to feel like that's what my mouth would I get. I kind of want to make my own name. You know, Mm-mm. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, like a name. A name for yourself? I'm confused. Like a street name. Oh, we do need to come up with our little followers. Like, we need to come up with our posse name. So you can come up with your street name. I'll come up with my street name. We need to come up with like our little. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll work on that. Our street followers. Dude, that's what they are. They're street followers. They're street followers. <laughs> They're street followers. Lurking around. I like stop. that. Our street make... followers out there trying <laughs> to stop the trafficking. I need to make note of that. Hold on. Street followers. Well, yeah. if you or anyone that you guys know has been a victim of Winston Burt, a.k.a. Dice Capone, please contact the Washington State's Attorney's Office at one two zero six five five three seven nine seven zero and maybe you can help put a criminal behind bars and keep a criminal behind bars in this case mm-hmm. it was good 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 uh good show it was good show all right we're gonna go on to our weekly spotlights now First, we have Ralph Gordon Aiken Jr., who was 53 years old when he was last seen on July 8, 2006. He was flying with two other people on board a blue and white Aero Commander four-seater plane, making the 65-mile flight between Kenai and Anchorage, Alaska. Ralph is described as a white male with short, dark blonde hair and blue eyes. He was approximately 5 feet 10 inches tall and weighed around 170 pounds when he went missing. The plane wreckage or the other passengers have never been located. Anyone with information is asked to call the Texas EquiSearch at 281-309-9500. Next, we have Valerie Jeanette Sisoff, who is 43 years old when she was last seen on July 7, 2012. She was camping in Anchorage, Alaska with her boyfriend. According to her boyfriend, she walked away after an argument and was never seen again. A massive search was conducted and items of Valerie's were found several months after she went missing. Valerie described, is described as a Native American female with black hair and brown eyes. She was approximately 5 feet 5 inches tall and weighed around 120 pounds when she went missing. Valerie was last seen wearing a black zip-up DKNY hoodie, a green tank top, which was later found, blue sweatpants, black calf-high boots with a side buckle, and Prada sunglasses with silver frames. 
Anyone with information is asked to call the Alaska State Troopers at 907-783-0972. Last, we have Jonathan Bandabalia, who was 19 years old when he was last seen on May 3, 2019 in Oakland, California. He was heading to a soccer tournament. Police found his 1998 silver Honda Accord abandoned in the westbound direction of the San Mateo Bridge the following day in toll booth images that appear to be Jonathan's car passing through. Jonathan is described as a black male with black hair and brown eyes. He was approximately 5 feet 7 inches tall and weighed around 175 pounds when he went missing. Anyone with information is asked to call the Oakland Police Department at 510-238-3641. Blackall Photography, located in the heart of Old Town Louisville, is a five-star rated photography business with over 15 years of experience. Kelly Blackall, the owner of Blackall Photography, has a way of making anyone feel confident and comfortable in those sometimes awkward shots. She can get a wonderful photo of anyone, even those Chandler Bing clients. Kelly can capture shots that look effortless and natural while locking in beauty around. Blackall Photography will handle your class portraits, engagement photos, or even that perfect political campaign headshot. Kelly has done it all and loves to get creative with her clients. If you have been on the fence about getting those updated headshots or need family photos for the holidays, reach out to Kelly and book your session today at Blackall Photography on Instagram. That's B-L-A-C-K-A-L-L Photography. Or you can visit at blackallphotography.com. Schedule your perfect shots today and I promise you won't be disappointed. Until next week, true crime friends, I will remain loud, bold, and out there with all I do. And you guys, you fine folks, stay vigilant, be aware, and always remember that the world needs now is love. Not hate. Not hate. Go follow us on the social channels. Mm -hmm. Be nice. See you next week. Bye.